want you to turn me to Luke chapter 16. And I want to preach something to you this morning. And I want to share something that you don't hear much today. There's a few words in the modern church. Preachers won't mention it anymore. They won't mention sin because it makes everybody feel uncomfortable. They won't mention Jesus coming back, the rapture. I, I don't hear you know, too many people saying, Brother, Brother Swagger, they talk a lot about it because it's right. But I won't hear the rapture mentioned because God's coming back to take what's his. <laughs> Men don't want to give it up, right? I'm on Holy Ghost. Men don't want to give up sin, so if they can push God out and take what God's got, I got news for you, it ain't going to happen. This earth belongs to the Lord. Everything you see belongs to the Lord. It don't belong to man, it don't belong to me, it don't belong to you, it don't belong to religion, it belongs to the Lord. <laughs> Nothing. And I think about when he talks about in, in, in Proverbs, you ever study Proverbs, Solomon is always referring, everything is vanity. Everything you build on this earth, you can be, the, you can be uh, Bill Gates when you die. You know how much you're taking with you? <laughs> Not one penny. Naked you come in, boy. Naked you're going to go out. <laughs> the only thing you can take with you is another soul. Lead somebody to Jesus, right? I'm going to talk about it. A, a, a place today that's kind of taboo in the church. Oh, really taboo, I know. <laughs> it's the word called hell. Oh, the doctrine of hell has been neglected in the last 20, 30 years, mainly in the church world, because nobody wants to go there. And we can't make everybody feel uncomfortable. Listen, if you're a Christian today and you're born again and you're serving Jesus with your life, you don't have to worry about going to hell. Well, let me tell you something. The problem is this. Satan knows what it takes to send you there. And the only thing that he's going he's gonna to use is to get you to deny God and his son, Jesus Christ. Get you into sin. Get you into going against God. Everything you see. Listen, I'm, I've been dealing with a lot of things in my own life. I'm a Christian, man. I've been serving the Lord about 40 years right now. You know what? I find out I, I still got some things in me that ain't right. But you know what? I learned to walk through these things and not sit back and say, well, everybody's doing it. No, everybody's not doing it. <laughs> Come on. Everybody sins. No, not everybody is sinning. Oh, you should have picked another day to go. <laughs> no, I'm just funny. If you're born again today, listen. Listen, I all, when I, like I said, coming up in this little church, I got a good healthy fear of hell. Ooh. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to go there. No, I, I, don't, I don't want to face eternal separation from God. I don't want to face eternal tor torment without Jesus. Is hell real? Watch, I'm going to show you something. Listen, I'm not judging anybody. That's, that's between you and the Lord, okay, where you're at with God today. But I'll tell you right now, it is, does exist. And God didn't prepare hell for men. He prepared it for the devil and his angels, those that rebelled with Satan. But men go there when they deny God's word. They deny his son. Is hell doctrinal? Is it, is it scriptural? Well, let's just read what Jesus said, okay? 
Jesus is talking about a man, a rich man, and he even names the poor man. His name's Lazarus. You ever heard that sermon, the rich man and Lazarus? Well, some people seem to think what I'm fixing to read you is a parable, but why would Jesus name a man? He never did that in any other parable. I think this is a real story. I think it's something that really happened. And he's given this illustration for the fact that to let you know there is a hell to gain. There's judgment for those that refuse to follow God's way. Listen, I was telling Freddie that a while ago when we was back. I said, I can't walk this walk without the Holy Spirit, yo. I can't walk this walk without Jesus. My mom was singing that song. I can't walk without him holding my hand. I'm not going to make it if I don't have the power of God in my life to overcome these things, right? It's not going to happen. It's not going to come through a program a church can put up. Or, or some words a, a preacher is going to say or a priest is going to say over you. It's coming whether you're going to obey God or not. Come on, Holy Ghost. I, listen, I'm responsible as a, as a pastor of this church to tell you the truth. All right? And I'm responsible to let you know, if you don't live for God, if you, do, if you turn your back on the Lord, you will go to hell. That's hard words, but it's the truth. And by doing that, in my life, I felt... Listen, I don't want to be separate. That's the, that's the most scariest part of the whole thing. Being separated from God forever. Never to have an opportunity to dwell in the presence of Christ and live in heaven with Jesus. When, when a person goes there, he's not coming out. He's going to, listen, I, I hate to be blunt, because you're going to read in this story that Jesus tells this certain rich man, Listen, you're going to find out. He ain't coming out. Oh, he'll come out for the day of for the uh, great white throne judgment. That's what the Bible says. But they'll, they'll be cast alive into the lake of fire after that. When a person dies without Jesus, that's it. There's no hope of salvation. There's no hope of turning to God. There's no hope of repentance. None of that. If you die and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're going to be eternally damned and judged and doomed without Jesus. Oh, listen. Well, let me, let me read this story to you. Because Jesus, I believe, is telling a true story about a true man. Two, true, true, two men. There was a certain rich man, if you look at verse 19, who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. Now, this man had it, man. He was living his life. He had the money. He had the f- friends. He had, the, he, had, he had everything. He was a high... He might have been high uh, in this church. He might have been somebody that was revered. You know, he had everything a man could have want. Right? You can think about today the Bill Gates and all these, these rich billionaires. They're walking around. They're driving the finest cars, man. They, 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 they're living in, in the finest lives and finest houses, all the money in the world. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to end one day. Right? This rich man had it, man. He, 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 he did it all. He had everything he needed, right? He, he lived deliciously, luxurious. I mean, he had everything he wanted. But one thing. <laughs> he said he fared sumptuous every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who laid at his gate. Now listen, this beggar had nothing. 
He was full of sores, sick. He would lay down at the rich man's gate of his house. And all he wanted was a little bit of crumbs to eat from the rich man's table. How many times that rich man passed by that beggar? How many times? Every day. Looked at him in spite. What is this trash doing at my front gate? What is this low life, this reject, reject in society doing here? Disgracing my gate. Now listen, you think about a minute, the attitude this rich man had. See? My God, come on. If you don't look like them and act like them and dress like them and don't have what they have, they don't want nothing to do with you. I'm going to share a true story. I was, went to church one day, and, I, and it's, this really happened. I saw a man in the back. I mean, he had old dirty clothes. I, I mean, listen, he would look like he just crawled out from a rock. He was, <laughs> it was bad. And you know what the Holy Ghost told me? He said, don't you look at that, that, that man any other way but through grace, son. Because that's who I came to save. I came to save those that are hurting. I came to save the rejects. I came to save those that are bruised and afflicted. That's the ones I came to save. I didn't, Jesus didn't go first. You know, he came with the gospel to the Jews, but he, he had to go to the sick. He had to go to the drug addicts. He had to go to the, come on, to the, you know, all of those living in sin. He, he ate with them, and the ones that were religious criticized him. They criticized him. They mocked him. So what are you doing eating with that trash? What are you doing eating with those sinners? Jesus said, I didn't come, come on, y'all, to save the righteous, but that the sinner might be healed. Come on. Now he's looking at this. This might have been a, a religious man. This might have been somebody top notch in, 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 the, in, in the religious uh, uh, system. But he looked down on this beggar. Oh. <laughs> he looked down on him. And it says here, he said the, the, uh, in, in verse 21, Desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, more so ever the dogs came and licked his sores. What a pitiful sight. The dogs had to lick his sores. He, I mean, listen, you don't really, you've ever studied Jewish traditional laws? A dog was considered a dirty, dirty animal because it, 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 it ate anything. It would eat anything it could find. And this poor beggar sitting on the dogs got more compassion to him, on him than, <laughs> than the religious, filthy, rich crowd, right? And he says here, and he says, all he wanted was a little bit of crumbs to eat. That's all he wanted. He didn't ask for steak. He didn't ask for turkeys and pies and fedo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he just wanted the crumbs. And he says here, and he says, uh, verse twenty-two. And it was, and it was so that the beggar died. All right, he died one day. Probably died at the front gate, right? At this man's gate. And he was carried by the angel into Abraham's bosom. But the rich man also died. And was buried. Now I want to stop a minute. Because I have a picture of these two men's funerals. My Lord Jesus. 
They took the dead man, the beggar, and probably took his body and threw it on top of a, a heap of trash or garbage somewhere, discarded like it was nothing. Right? Well, but the rich man must have had a funeral that, 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 that was so amazing. I mean, his friends came over by the thousands, and they carried this man in a casket. They, they gorged this casket with flowers. And, and you would have thought, man, Jesus himself would have died. Come on. You know what I'm saying? But they both died on the same day, apparently. But the, 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 the beggar, listen to me, was taken by an angel into Abraham's bosom. And what that was, I'm going to get into that in a minute. It was a, it was a symbol of the, the grace of God, right? But the beggar died. Guess where he went? It says the angel took the rich, uh, Lazarus put him in Abraham's, and the rich man died and was buried, and being in torment, he was in hell. He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Now watch. If you ever study Old Testament, see before. Someone would die in the Old Testament. Jesus hadn't died yet. When an Old Testament saint would die, they'd put him in paradise. It was a place in hell, but it wasn't a torment. It was a place of rest. Uh, it was called paradise. Jesus said it when the, rich, when the, uh, uh, the criminal died on the side of him. So remember me when you come into your kingdom. Today you'll be with me in paradise. See, Abraham, all these old Jeremiah, all, uh, Ezekiel, all these these Old Testament prophets and priests or whatever, they was in this place. But on the other side, they had a gulf fix. They separated the two to the, the burning hell where, where people were tortured and burned and, 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 and suffering. And the rich man looked and he saw Lazarus. He saw the beggar. Come on, somebody. He was comforted now. And he was tormented. He was, the Bible, I'm going to read it to you. If Jesus preached more about hell than he did about heaven. You know why? He wanted, he wanted to warn people. If you want to get to heaven, you better, you better live for, 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 for me. You better turn your heart to me. You better serve me. Listen, if I stand up in here and tell you I got my whole life together, I'd be lying through your teeth. Oh, right. Now, let me tell you, it's not that I'm not going to heaven. Listen to me. It don't yet appear what I'm going to be, the Bible says. But when he comes, I'm going to be like. Between now and the coming of Christ, i got to fight a devil. Oh, yeah. And he's going to do everything he can to stop me from getting to Jesus. And you know what? Sometimes he beats me good. But the Bible says a righteous man falleth seven times. But he rises it up again. You ever heard that old saying? When you fall off the horse, get back on. Praise God, don't give up the fight. Don't look back. Say, I'm going to win this fight, praise God. I'm going to heaven because of Jesus. And if I follow him, I'm going to heaven because of Jesus. Get up. Get up, he says. Fall, you fall on your face. Get up. Don't give up. Come on, somebody. Praise God. I'm, I'm going to sound that old Pentecostal preacher. Mm, yeah, oh, Lord. Listen, listen, listen you got to get up. Don't let the devil keep you down. Get up. When the devil tells you you can't make it, do what? Get up. 
When he tries to defeat you, I got Jesus on my side. And if Jesus is on my side, I've been already won the battle. Hallelujah. Get up. Don't let him drag you down. Don't let him defeat you. You have the power in faith to defeat the devil. He hates that. He hates that, boy. He hates, the, he hates the power of God living in you. He hates it. He hates it. He, he doesn't want you to hear the gospel. He doesn't want to hear you. You can have victory in Jesus. He wants to take you to hell where he's going. He wants to defeat you. You don't have to let him. Get up. Righteous men falling. I keep saying that. Get up. You feel like you're defeated? Get up, say, Jesus. I'm, listen, I'm getting back up on this horse. I'm going to ride this thing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, somebody. I'm going to ride it. <laughs> I don't care how many times it kicks me off. I'm going to get back up. <laughs> Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. Praise somebody say amen, brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me get my glasses wiped off. <laughs> get up. Then all of a sudden you see Lazarus, now he's comforted. But the rich man is in tar torment. And the, and, the, and the rich man looks over and he sees Lazarus, embraced by Abraham. Lazarus is healthy. He's strong. Come on. Come on, Jesus. I choose heaven over hell anytime, brothers. Hallelujah. You better get up and wake up and say, I'm going to go to heaven. No matter what the devil does, I'm going to fight this fight till the end, praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, as wonderful as heaven is, as gracious and powerful and merciful, hell is as equally worse. Hell is bad. Somebody say, hell is bad. <laughs> you know, listen, let me go ahead and read verse 24. Then he cried, talking about the rich man, Father Abraham, Father Abraham. He's looking over this gulf fix, this separation between paradise and the real hell, right? You know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to keep you too long, but I want to say something. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, that's where he went. He had to go down into paradise and preach to the Old Testament saints. Because they had to be saved before they can go to heaven. Come on, somebody. See, the Bible says that Jesus went and he preached to those that were in. He's talking about those that had been in paradise maybe for thousands of years. He had to go preach to them. And they had to accept him. Accept his message. Come on, Holy Ghost. They had to accept him as their Savior. They can't get to heaven without it. So he goes down and he preaches to them. And after he preaches to them, he takes them all with him to glory. We, we, we're looking for the rapture, but it, part of it already happened. He didn't rapture those guys up, praise God. <laughs> he sent them to heaven. Thank God we're going to be raptured one day. But anyway, he's looking at this, and he can see, the, he can see he's looking afar. If he can see Lazarus, the beggar that was at his gate, the one that he wouldn't give anything to eat, the one that he wouldn't pick up and wash his wounds, and, you know what I'm saying, and, and comfort him. He wouldn't even look at him. He, th he considered him probably trash and filth. Now he's looking to him. <laughs> My God, I can preach this, praise God. And he says here, then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Oh, but you, he wouldn't have mercy on the beggar, right? 
He wouldn't even look at him. Praise God. He wouldn't give him a crumbs to eat that fell from his table. And he said, Lazarus, and send Lazarus, that he may dip his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. The man was burning. That's what it says. He was consumed in fire. Couldn't die. See, in hell, you'll never die. You'll be tortured and burned alive forever and ever and ever. That's, just, that's an ugly picture, but that's what it's like. The Bible says where the worm died not, and the fire is never quenched. I know a little guy when I was preaching in Henderson. I had that little church in Henderson. He came and preached for me. His name was Billy. I remember him. And he told me a story. You see, he had, he had played Russian roulette. He, had, he got with a group of guys, and they played Russian. And he had the bullet. I remember that. And he shot himself. And he told me, or us, he said he saw hell. He had never read a Bible, Sister Kat. Yep. Mother said he never studied the Bible. He said he saw worms eating people that big coming out, in and out. He said it stunk so much. He said, when you think about it, he, could, he would smell it. For God's mercy brought him back. And you know what the best part of all? God gave him another chance. 99.9% of the time, you don't come back. I would never play with my, I'm not a good gambler. I don't gamble at all. But I sure don't want to gamble with my soul. And he said, he, he said what he saw was so horrible. He said, when he thinks about it, it does something to him. He woke up. In his hospital room, and, I, and I listen, I'm not making this up because I, I felt the bullet hole. His, he had a hole right here. I stuck my finger in the, where the bullet went in. It, it, I could feel the top of his head. It was like it was cracked like an eggshell. It, it was all open. And he said that when he got up, you see, his mama was a Christian. Thank God for Christian mamas. <laughs> she, she, he said when he got up, he saw a bean there, y'all. An angelic being, he said, was so tall he would have to bend his head to come in in, in, in the door. And what he saw was real. I believe him. This, this boy didn't make this up because he's got the bullet hole to prove it. He's got the, the cracked skull to prove it. And everything he said about hell, Jesus said. He said, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. He said, you better you go to heaven with one eye. And go to hell with two. That's how bad it is. If your hand offend you, cause you to sin, cut it off. I'm not recommending you go cut your hand off. But that's how serious it was. If it would cause you to go to hell, it's better not to have it than to go there. But he's looking across this great gulf fix and he's asking Abraham, send Lazarus just to dip one drop on his finger and drop it on my tongue. Listen, it's hot right now, brother. When, when I'm hot, I'm, I got a drink. I can't imagine not having nothing cold to drink. Listen, one drop would have done him no favors. But he just wanted one drop. That's how bad he was suffering. He was engulfed in flames, burning, could never die. See, hell, you don't die. You live forever. Tortured. Suffering. Some of the worst suffering that, that you can imagine in your mind. I don't want to go there. <laughs> Come on. And the only way I'm not going to go there is if Jesus Christ lives in my life. See? Even though I'm walking this walk, 
I'm walking. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm saved, but I'm being saved. I'm being changed every day. You know what I'm saying? As I walk with Jesus, even now, 40 years later, Matthew, I'm going to tell you what, I have some problems, my boy. But God deals with me. And I get it out of my life. I'm going forward, right? I'm just, I'm walking with God. Somebody say, I'm walking with God. When you're facing these trials and temptations and struggles, I'm just walking with God. I'm walking with Jesus. Excuse me. I'm following the steps of the Lord. If I fall off the horse, guess what? Get up. If I fall on my face, I got to get up. I sure ain't got nothing to go back for, to, for, to look forward to. When I think about what's waiting behind me, brother, you better run to Jesus. You hear what I'm saying? When I think what's, what's, what hell's like, you better run to Jesus. Run to the Jesus. I'm going to share something with you. I shared it. I'm going to share it for the sake of, of, of the Lord's. The other day I had a bad, I, called, I, got, I got a bad spirit of pride on me. And look, I was playing my guitar and, and I was singing, listen to what I sing. Look like that. And the Holy Ghost smote me. He says, I am the glory and the praise, not you. And look, I cried. And my heart was smote. I had to go in my bathroom. I was shower. I was beating my head against, I didn't beat me, but I had my head against the wall. Just, Lord, Jesus, Jesus, please forgive me. So when Jesus, anything takes the place of Jesus in your life and worship, don't worship me. Don't worship this church. Worship Jesus. This is a, this is a spiritual hospital. <laughs> Come on. We're here to help you to walk with the Lord. But we're not the answer. I'm not the Savior. Jesus is the Savior. When you come here, you need to come to hear about Jesus. Right? It's a message of the Lord about what He can do for you. And what He has done for you. He is the glory and the praise forever. Right? And he goes on and then he cries, says, Father Abraham, verse 24, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am in torment in this flame. Abraham says, son, remember? That's the hardest word in the whole passage. Son, remember? Huh? You remember how much compassion you gave Lazarus? He didn't give him none. You remember how you had it good? You remember your life and all your luxuries and all your money and all your fame? You remember? Mm. And he says here, where was I? I lost much. 25. But Abraham said, son, remember that in your lifetime, you receive good things, and Lazarus, likewise, evil things. But now he is comforted. <laughs> and you're tormented. And beside all this, between you and me, there's a great gulf fix. So that who, for those who, who want to pass from here cannot go to you, or nor can those who come from you come to us. Verse 27. Then he said, I beg you. I beg you. Therefore, Father. That he would send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers just like me. <laughs> I beg you. Let him go tell them. So they don't have to come to this place. Lord Jesus. 
Because he knew if they would die, they were going to the same place he did. And they was going to suffer the same way he suffers. He begged them, please, please. And he goes on and says this, watch. So I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father. So I have five brothers that he may testify, lest they come to this place of torment. Abraham said this, and this is the most important part, I guess. You want the answer not to go to hell? They said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. He said, nay, Father, but one rose from the dead. They would listen. He says, if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said, if they will not hear Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded that one rose from the dead. If they will not listen to this book, you can send 15 from the dead. See, the flesh is always going to find a way to doubt this. It's always going to make it sound like it. the devil hates this book. He hates it with a passion. And he wants it out of your life, right? Just think if you wouldn't have the Bible to tell you what God wants. What would you be? Come on, somebody. Just think if you didn't have the Bible to tell you, thus said the Lord. Like I said, it's not ten opinions. It's ten commandments. It's not what God thinks you ought to do. It's what God commands you to do. Thou shall not. Thus said the Lord. I read that in Exodus chapter 20 many times. And I realized God has a character. <laughs> and he ain't happy with sin. And he's going to judge it. Come on. And you know what? Hell is real. And God doesn't send anybody to hell. You know who sends them to hell? Themselves. Because he made a way that men don't have to go to hell. Come on, brothers and sisters. He made a way that you don't have to die without Jesus. He made a way that you can spend eternity with him. But if you reject it, you will end up in the fires of hell one day. If I ask you today, if you, if I ask you, today, if you die, where, 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 are you, where are you going? I'm going to heaven. Where do you think I'm going? Well, praise God. One testimony. <laughs> I hope everybody in here. Amen. The testimony of heaven is because of where your heart is, right? I'm going to be honest with you, and it's just me, okay? It's my own testimony. I don't wake up no, without ever looking to Jesus, seriously. I'm, Jesus is coming out of our mouth when we wake up in the morning. The testimony of Christ is, 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 is in my mouth because that's where I want to be. Jesus said, don't store up your treasures here on the earth where rust and moths and get corrupted, but store up your treasures up in heaven. Where none of this stuff can destroy it. People are chasing fortune, gold. You know what gold is in heaven? Pavement, somebody said. Uh, <laughs> it's what they put on the road. <laughs> the road there, God's glory and God's presence and God's majesty is with, in heaven. I don't want to be where the devil is. One day, Satan will end. He will spend eternity in the lake of fire. I told my wife, that was, we was having church coming over here. I said, one day we won't have to worry about sickness, disease, temptation, or destruction, defeat, aging, pain, none of that. Murmuring. Murmuring and none of that. We won't have to worry. Everything will be joy and peace and happiness and love and everything you desire. We'll be there. We'll be there. Always. Every second, every 
minute, every hour. Millions of years have passed by. You'll still be enjoying that. What a place that's going to be. Praise God. I want you to turn one more verse of scripture. I got a lot, but I can't. <laughs> and you turn in uh, Isaiah chapter 5 real quick. And I'm going to close with this. How big is hell? Isaiah says it's growing. There's so many people going there. Listen, I have people I love dearly. And I can tell you right now, some of them didn't make it. My and my God. Listen, my, my grandfather was an old man. I remember the day somebody told me he gave his heart to Jesus. The old man's in heaven today. He sought a preacher. He sought somebody to pray with him. My grandmother, me and my wife, led her to Jesus in the old folks' home. Remember that, Jen? She's, she's with the Lord. I had a great aunt I was saying the other night was at prayer. Me and Brother Mike had left church. He came with me. She was 95 years old, y'all. I went in the room. Me and Mother Mike was in the room. We were talking to her about Jesus. She gave her heart to Jesus. My God. And she didn't talk about, well, I'm a Catholic, and, I can't, and I'm, I'm of this, and I'm of that. She didn't say, I'll pray with you. <laughs> and not, maybe a couple of days later, she's gone. She's with Jesus. 95? 95 years old. <laughs> she's with the Lord. She's not 95 now. She's living healthy, young, vibrant. She didn't have heaven. They ain't got no old people. They're all young. <laughs> no gray-headed people in heaven. <laughs> no grandchildren either. They're all God's children. Praise God. I believe heaven is a wonderful place. But remember, hell is as equally worse. Isaiah told us to warn us this when he gave this in chapter 5. I should have got there. Huh? And... This is not a message to, to judge you. It's something you to judge yourself, right? Like I had to look at myself the other day, and I wasn't happy, and God wasn't happy with me either. I had to admit that I sinned. And I could have stood there and, and, wait, and just wallowed in that and said, oh, God, that's okay. I'm all, everybody's doing it. I, the cancer eats very slowly. You know what I'm saying? It starts with one little sore or something inside of you. And if it's not attended to, it grows. Right? And that's what kind of sin's like. Justification for your sins, saying, well, this don't matter. Everybody does it. Listen, that's a cancer that's going to grow. Stop it there. Like old born in fire, so nip it in the buds. Stop it right there. Say, Lord, this is sin. I want to get rid of it. I repent of it. If you confess it before God, the Bible said he is faithful and just to forgive you. For your sins and cleanse you from some of all, some of the unrighteousness. No, it says all unrighteousness. Everything you've ever done, God will cleanse you if you want it today. Every sin you ever committed, God will wash you white as snow today. And it says here in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 14. Isaiah 
has a message for the people of Israel. Therefore, Sheol, or hell, or Hades, is another word they use, has enlarged itself. My God, I'd like to see how big it is today. That was almost 3,000 years ago. And opens its mouth beyond measure. And the people that had the glory and the prestige, like, like the rich man, you know, he, he had all, when he was on the earth, he had everything he wanted. He had fine clothes. He, was, he had the fine food. He had fine everything. He had everything he wanted. Their glory and their multitudes of their pumps and their jubilant shall descend into it. Everything they got is going to be buried with them. Hell grows every day. You know how many, they say, they estimate every 30 seconds in the world, and I'm, that's not me, I, I heard somebody say that. Every 30 seconds in the world, somebody goes into eternity. By the time you count to 30, somebody had died, and they're facing eternity. Jesus said, many are called, but few are chosen. Majority of them are going to hell. Because of what Jesus said. Straight is the gate and narrows the way that lead it unto righteousness. Or to heaven. And few there be that find it. But broad is the way. Wide is the way that lead it unto destruction or hell. Many there go thereby. Many are falling into it. Every day. You know, it don't have to be you. Listen, I learned as a Christian. I failed God in my life. But like I said earlier, I got back up. Don't ever quit. Quitting is the worst thing you can do. Giving up is what Satan wants you to do. Because you know, there's a script in the Bible, and I, I'm quoting from off my head. When the spirit leaveth a man, an evil spirit come, goes out of a man, he walketh through dry places, that spirit, and he's finding somebody he can possess or go into. And when he comes back, he comes back to the man whom he left. He finds, and the Bible explains it as a house that was swept. The house is you or me. That house was swept and garnished and cleaned out. And he came back and he took seven other spirits worse than himself. He got some more demons to come in because you know why? There was nothing to stop him from going back. Because they gave their life to Jesus, but they didn't feel him fill that house up with the things of God. You get what I'm coming from? So when he came back, he, couldn't, he, he just went in. He took, and he, and the, the first state of that man was worse than when he first got delivered or set free from the devil. See, the devil don't play games. Listen, I'm going to share something. I'm going to be blunt. He hates you. And he wants you dead. And he wants you destroyed. The devil don't love you. Why would you want to give anything to him? Why would, we want to, we, why would we want to give anything to him? Because he wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. Stand up, praise God, if you don't mind. This is not one of my favorite messages. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I, 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 I rather, I, but the Lord spoke to me. Are you going to say what I told you to say? See, a lot of churches, they just man be pamming Christians right along into hell. That's all they're doing. I want you to understand, I can't take you to heaven with me. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to decide that yourself. 
You have to decide to walk with God in faith. You have to start to, this is a personal thing, right? My relationship with the Lord is personal. I wish I could grab my wife and say, let's go to heaven. I'll drag you with me. She has to make the decision herself. Whether she's going to believe God or not, right? When, 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 he, when I say you take another soul, which somebody you have influenced in the gospel, somebody that decided to obey God, yeah, you can take them with you, but those that don't decide. And you know what? And I was praying this morning. I was thinking about my children, my, family, my grandchildren. I'd hate the thought y'all had seen them going to hell. I'd hate the thought of seeing them facing what I just explained to you. But sorry to say, many do. That's why I've been crying out for their souls. I've been crying. I've been crying. God save them. Don't listen. You, you say, well, but Lenny, we love you. you. You don't love me like you love your children, and I don't blame you. You can't tell me that. Your children seem to be the most closest thing to your heart. That's the ones you want to make it first. Somebody say amen. amen. My, my heart and my children, man, I love you at all. My, I love this church. But I tell you what, I love my daughters and sons more. <laughs> I'm going to lie to you. Do you love me more than you love that boy, Matthew? No, you, do, you, know you don't. And I don't blame you. That's, that's just the way it is. <laughs> because that's your child, Right? And if I see this, and, and, and the Lord showed me, he said, you know what? The reason why grace is sufficient in my life is because God looks at me the same way. He loves you more than the sinner because you gave his life to you. You, you got all the promises that come from him, right? You come ask me to do something for you, I might tell you no. But let one of my daughters or my sons ask me. I'm going to bend my back over. You know why? Because they got grace with me, Right? That's my son and my daughter. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You're going to get it after a while. <laughs> You're going to reach out. You're going to drive miles and miles out of the way because that's your child. Jesus will drive way out of the way for you because you're his son or daughter. That's what grace is about. You just don't get, say a little prayer and, and everything's okay. And you, you become part of a covenant, part of a family, part of a, a love. God loves you. That's why he wants you to hear this this morning, okay? Amen. Believe me, I'm not judging anybody, seriously. I'd rather talk about easy things. <laughs> but as a, as a man of God, as a minister, as a pastor, I got to tell you what it says. Now it's up to you whether you're going to do something with it, right? Amen. And I'm going to challenge you today. To make a step of faith. Even Christians, those that, even, even if you've been serving the Lord a while, please do it. Say, God, what's wrong with Lanny? What's wrong with me? Show me how I can get closer to you. Come on, somebody. And that's, that's what I'm talking about this morning. I don't want to go to hell. And I'm the only one who can make that decision. Right. You're the only one who can make that decision. If you accept Jesus, if you turn to your heart to Jesus and serve Christ with your life, you're going to heaven. I didn't say that. You remember Lazarus? He went because he, even though he had sores and he was a beggar, even though he was outcast, he loved Jesus. <laughs> My Lord. <laughs> he loved Jesus. He loved God's word. He, he, he listened to the prophet Moses. He listened to whoever was preaching to him. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. Lord, help us to understand. Help us to grow. Let us learn, Lord, to love you with all of our heart and all of our mind, all of us. Father God, I want to go to heaven.